by kingdom giving, what are we talking about? We're talking about how do we give in church. That's all we want to talk about. How do we give in church? I'm going to give you only one scripture. Okay, I'll give you two scriptures. Okay. I know we have we have studied about sacrifice. I was supposed to preach on sacrifice. But even the four point of the four kinds of sacrifice is physical possessions. Okay. I remember in the book of Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, 18, verse 18 downwards, Jesus said to the rich young ruler that he should go and sell everything and give to the poor and come and follow him. Then he shall have treasure in heaven. So the last sacrifice that I was going to talk about is the sacrifice of possession. But today, somebody asked me a very interesting question that drew my attention to something. And I think that we have a lot of people in church, but we don't know how to run church. We have been in church for so long, but many of us don't know how church is done. Are you with me? Especially when it comes to money in church. We don't want to talk about it at all. And whether you like it or not, everything that is done here is money. Is that not true? The church you are sitting on, it wasn't bought with rocks. Was it bought with rocks? Unless maybe with gold. Gold is also a rock, but it's not gold. Everything. The carpet, the building, the lights, the puppet, everything is done with money. Just put it there. Put it, put it there. Everything that is done here is done with money. Everything that is done in any church is done with money. Any big church is a church that has money, plenty of money has gone into. Okay? You cannot tell me that there's a church bigger than this church that we have spent more money than that church. It's not true. The bigger the building, the more expensive it is. It is like a car. The bigger the car, the more fuel it consumes. Are you here with me? And so, but when it comes to issues with regards to money, we don't talk about it. Because it looks like a sin. So when we are doing service and it is time for us to see raise an offering to do something, we start seeing people are fidgeting in their chair. Okay? Now, this is the reason why I've decided that today we are going to talk about kingdom giving. Kingdom giving. I'm just going to give you two scriptures. The rest of the scriptures will just be passing through so that you can do your own reference and when you get back to And anything I'm going to teach you here is something that is taught throughout the Bible. Okay? So, now, are you ready? Exodus chapter 25, verse 1. Exodus chapter 25, verse 1. Get us a 25? Let's go to 24 instead. Twenty-four verse 1. We are going to look at something that we'll come and look at the verse 25. Okay. Verse 24, the Lord is doing something to Moses. I hear. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the seventy elders of Israel, and worship thee afar off. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord. But they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. Verse 3. We are going to end around 5 or something. Let's just, then we'll go to the, um, verse, chapter 25. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord, and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice, and said, all the words which the Lord has said, we will do. What a powerful verse. And Moses wrote all the words of the law and rose up early in the morning and builded an altar under the hill and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Amen. Chapter 25. Now in verse 24, chapter 24, God actually is calling them to come and worship him so that he give them an instruction because they were preparing. God was about to give them an instruction to build the tabernacle. Okay, to build the church. Are you here with me? And God was now telling Moses, he was telling the Israelites, bring all the 70 elders and 
all these people, let them come, but let them stay here. I want to talk to Moses alone. And when Moses came down, the chapter 24 is like a summary of what's going to happen in So Moses tells them everything. He said, everything that the Lord has said to Moses, we will do. We will what? Now, let's look at verse 20, chapter 25, where he talks about kingdom giving. And I want to show you something very interesting, which I've seen a lot of Christians speak against it, say a whole lot of things against it, but it is in the Bible. It is very clear. Are you in chapter 25? I want us to read verse 1. Uh-huh. Chapter 25, verse 1. Uh-huh. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, saying what? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, he shall take my offering. Uh-huh. And this is the offering which he shall take of them, gold and silver and brass. Verse 4. And blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair. Uh-huh. And ram's skin and dyed red and badger's skin and shitting wool. Mm-hmm. And oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for sweet incense. Let's go. Onyx stones and... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And let them do what? Exactly. God is telling them that he wants them to do something for him. He wants them to build a church. Now, do you notice that the, the things God is actually asking from them is not only for the building of the church, but for the maintaining of the church. Because he didn't talk about what Aaron, the priest, is going to wear. What they are going to use for carpets. What they are going to wear and what the pastor is going to use. Are you here with me? Now let me begin by teaching you something. He says that, and the word of the Lord came unto Moses, saying, the word of the Lord came to Moses. It was a prophecy from, Moses, from God to Moses. And what was the word of the Lord? Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. So God is asking for an offering. Because something needs to be done in his house. And something needs to be done in the ministry. And something needs to be done in Israel. And God is saying, tell the people of Israel, bring me an offering. But this is the requirement. Of every man that giveth it willingly. So every offering God is asking for is something that is asking willingly. Other people say statements like, oh, but it's a free will offering. Why are you mentioning an amount? Have you heard that before? That it is a free will offering. Why do you have to mention 1,000 cities, 50 cities, 20 cities, 10 Ghana cities? Why should somebody see my offering? Why should all of this? God is speaking. God, I'm not saying a fetish people. God is saying, I want an offering, but it must be free will. Even though it is free will, you don't have a choice to choose what you want to bring. Or it is not your Bible. Look at it. And this is the offering which ye shall take. Is that, is that, verse 2. Speak unto the children that bring me an offering of every man that giveth it how? Willingly, with his heart, ye shall take my offering. So it is a free will offering, but it is not free in the sense that a people cannot decide what they want to do. I am deciding what I want. And anyone who has some. So that means that, let's say, Edgar here can have gold, but he still says, I won't give gold. And God will not have a problem with it. He said, of everyone that giveth it what? Willingly for his heart. He shall take my offering. But even though it is free, he does not get up and say, I will give. Take. God didn't say he won't take. So your take is even useless. Are you here with me? Sit down for one minute and let me show you something. Ah, where people say it is a wrong thing for us to raise offering in church and say that, oh. Um, how much are you giving this person to? Oh, I'll give him this. How much are you giving this person? I'll give him this person. It's a wrong thing. Because Jesus said that when your right hand is doing good, your left hand should not see. That's what Jesus said. Is that not true? What Jesus is actually saying is that when this particular sister is very serious, in a serious mood, and I do her good, I should not do her good, I'm going to tell everybody. 
Do you know that the other day, um, the wife bought a dash shirt, so if not, uh, she wouldn't have gotten a shirt to wear. That's what Jesus is referring to us. When your right hand is doing good, make sure that your left hand does not see. It is like when, that is why when we go to do arms giving and we take pictures, we are actually violating that scripture. Because at that point, it's like uh, we go and sit by the poor people. You know how we sit by the poor people. And they have done their hands with you and their pictures are taking pictures so that they know that I'm a philanthropist. They know that I'm a pastor. I'm doing good. Have you not seen how the world has laughed as Christians? They said, hey, we take all the offerings, we don't take care of the poor. We can't be paying people's fees and helping the poor and the post on social media. Do you know that uh, this church paid this person to? We can't do it. Because Jesus said that when our right hand is being armed, our left hand is not Jesus is not saying that it is not right for us to know how much we are giving in church. That's not what Jesus is saying. If not Jesus, how did Jesus know that a woman was giving the last amount of money on her? And the Bible says he was standing by the offering bowl. He was the one taking the offering. No, you don't like the pastor. You don't like me this morning, this evening. Jesus was the one taking and he was looking inside. Then the widow came and gave her last offering. And Jesus said, this is the most powerful offering. He saw it. So it was not a hidden secret. Am I preaching the word of God? If Jesus is saying that hey, your offerings and your tithes and everything should be a secret, then he's violating the same scripture by telling us that a widow came to give, give a, a mite. So what happens then? People say, I'm teaching how we give in church. That's what I'm doing here. It is not right for us to tell people, come and give offerings of certain amount or whatever. But I know the interesting thing. Let me tell you something. This is normal human psychology. Most of the time, when you tell people to do whatever they please, they do their own. Is that not true? Because if you leave people to choose anything, they will always choose what will not help them. People are prone to choosing things that will not help them. That's why when God told Adam to choose to keep the tree of life and forget about the tree of death, he actually forgot to choose what God suggested. When they chose what God said, don't eat of it. Because human beings, when you leave them, they only choose what to destroy them. I follow me here, church. And again, when you tell people that it's time for us to give up and take anything that you want, not everybody understands God. And not everybody is living a life of sacrifice. For instance, I mean, before I come to church, I decide what I'm coming to do. Eh? If I'm going for a conference like this, I, I say that oh, this conference I'll give 20 CDs, or this week I'll give 500 CDs. So, whether they, if they even say, if they even start from 200 CDs, I'll still give my 500 CDs. If they say 50 CDs come, I'll still give my. If they say 20 CDs, I'll still give my. So, that is what I decided to do because I've come to that point where I've grown and understand how I give. Do you understand? But there has been times I'm in the meeting, the Lord is impressed on my heart. You must give more than what you want to do. So I witness here like that. That you actually said, Oh, today there is the money I've taken to church and I'm going to give this. Then suddenly, the Lord is impressed on your heart. You must give more. Is it was not true? You have witnessed here. Exactly. So in that case, what happened? The Lord was giving you an amount to give. You must give more than what you have decided to do. Now, the interesting thing is that. When we just tell people to just give anything, and if we have not taught them extensively, it is very interesting to know that at the end of the day, we will go and count the offering and it's just one series of pieces. Let's be witness, let's be honest with ourselves. It's not true. It's not true. And David said that I will not give anything to God that will not cost me. Is that not what he said? That if I am ever going to give an offering to God, it must be something that will cost me. Unless maybe you are poor. Okay? I follow me here, you have gone home to take tea. Unless maybe you are poor. And we understand that in every church there are people who can who have to even walk to church. But they didn't have enough money to give offering. If that person gives one Ghana city, that is like a rich person giving 100,000 Ghana city. A millionaire giving 100,000 cities. For instance, let me show you. If I have 100,000 cities in my account, which has nothing to do, it's not like business, money, anything, and I give 10 cities, or let's say I even give 100 cities in church, 
and I've handed thousand cities in my account. Then a certain other church member in church who has only thousand cities and gives hundred cities. Do you know that the one who has given hundred cities because all she has is thousand cities has actually given a sacrifice, and the one who gave hundred cities didn't do anything. He's like, it's like somebody having a thousand cities. He takes fifty pesos out and says, "This is what I'm giving to God." So it is not actually about the amount. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is why if we say we are taking an offering, we say, oh, thousand come. Thousand person will come because it depends on how much they are willing to sacrifice for God. And you too, all you can give is your fifty. So you too, you are seated in your chair gently. Don't be pressured by anybody. You are seated there waiting for them to read your own. Because that fifty city you are giving is actually your last money. But it could be the one giving a thousand cities. It has another seven thousand cities lying down. Or has another thousand cities. By you, that your fifty cities you are preparing to give is their last money. And you are thinking about how you are even going to eat tomorrow. So you should not allow yourself to be pressured by society to make you think that because you are giving the least among the amount means that you are not giving an offering to God. No, you are not here. That's why sometimes after we have been taking any offering, we get up and say, You must still bring coins. Because we know that there's a certain somebody who is just sitting in the chair and the person didn't come. And all the person has his coins and feels shy of giving coins. If you had wouldn't you have given uh, well others were coming. So your coin is also you to your thousand Ghana cities. I'm preaching the word of God, but it looks like you don't like it. So listen, we must be proud. And that's what God is telling them that you must be proud of what you are giving. Of every man that giveth it willingly from his heart. This is the offering you shall take. Gold first. You must be proud. So when somebody's coming, they line them up. Gold people, align yourself. Silver people, line yourself. So everybody is seeing who is giving gold and who is giving silver. And it is not like, hey, why are you not hiding your gold? Why are you not hiding your silver? They have lined them all up. Those who are giving gold, stand here. Those who are giving silver. So your neighbor is seeing that, ah, Micah is giving silver. This person is giving purple. This person is giving blue. Obviously, the giant woman ever. Giant woman for a saline. Nipebe thousand. Obia the giant woman ever. Even as for oil for the lights. Electrical bill. Those days they were. <laughs> Am I trying to preach? Because those they didn't have electricity. So they said, Who is going to pay for the electrical bill for this man? That's the question they were asking. We need to look at it. It's from God's own mouth, not from even Moses. This is from God's own mouth. He said, Oil for what? For the light. Kerosene. Bring kerosene. Those days they were not using kerosene. They were using real oil. When you put, if one put a lamp, a lamp in a a oil, a oil, a It burns. Those days, that's what they used to do. The word of God. And he said, even, even, we need offering for what? The power that we are enjoying in church. And I've showed you from scripture that those who came to give gold and everything was an offering, but it was not a secret. Have I showed you in the Bible or I didn't show you in the Bible? It was not a secret. This was not a secret. Hey. We have even gotten it to a point where people think that even praying in church is not the right thing. Because Jesus said that some people stand in the synagogue and they begin to scream. <laughs> And they begin to scream and shout. So because of the one we come to church like we are praying, God is not answering the prayer. It's not true. The words of the book of Acts chapter 2, when they were praying, they prayed and outside, it was actually the Holy Spirit who came and made them to pray. And the Holy Spirit who was making them to pray was making them to scream and shout. So mad that some were falling under the anointing and people saw them and said, ah, ah, these guys are drunk. Is that not true? Yeah. Now we have people who are even saying that even praying in church is not the right. You have to lock yourself in your room in a secret place and that's what God hears. That's not true. You can be in the taxi and be screaming and, and be praying. Don't scream and disturb people in the taxi anyway. That's common sense. You understand? 
That's why sometimes when I'm even coming, I tell the people who reduce the volume, it's disturbing the people in the community. When I can't say, this thing is now is noisy. It's not true. Almost every time I enter, I'm like, the sound is noisy. Reduce the volume. There is a balance to everything. Some people are extremists. Uh, do you understand? Actually, the people that Jesus was referring to by the prayer, I think I've taught it here. Eh? It's like how you are in the workplace, then they will just workplace. The time I hear Juma and I say, yes, teacher, yes, I'll try again. Why? Yes, meeting. I know I saw the Gina. Hey, kabaya, 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 kabaya. Hey, Maria Pia. No. And that's what Jesus is talking about. That it's not everywhere you have to go and be screaming. Jesus even went to a bush and he, he prayed that he started sweating. Have you ever seen somebody praying like this and he's sweating before? Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I love you, God. Oh God. And my school fees, oh God. My marriage. God, you are good, oh. Ah, God, I love you. Have you ever seen somebody like that sweat? So when the Bible said Jesus prayed so much that his sweat became blood, what kind of prayer do you think he would pray? That's for the ghost for another day. Kabai, kawaya, zabaya. Praying and clapping his hands and jumping. That's how he was sweating. He prayed and he started sweating. You can't tell me. They said, Jesus, who was saying prayer, gentle prayer, didn't pray gentle prayers. <laughs> because maybe at Adrenas, Adena, and why I think. I say, Jacks, I can't be the Abanga, Abanga, Tomo, before from Namedia, Gabi, the MFO, Kruai, the Gabea, Tomo, before from. Judas, grab it, my Waji, we are Senka. Am I preaching the word of God? I'm not preaching the word of God. Didn't you know Kobush near because I know Peso Tiente more? I want to see Obiante Nagadaya. So I'm talking about money today. I'll say that for one minute. Am I preaching? I'm not preaching. Let me show you something in the book of Acts. Another instance where everybody was aware of how much everybody was giving. Are you ready? Acts chapter 4. Is it 4? 4 verse 34. Acts chapter 4 verse 34. Look at the scripture. I'm teaching you how we give in church. Then I'll give you um, just practical ways of giving. Okay? So that you don't feel bad about any kinds of giving that happen in church. You understand? Neither was there any among them that lacked. I'll talk about this soon. Are you here with me? For as many as were possessors of lands and houses sold them, they did what? Now come to think of it that in the 21st century, somebody has sold their house because they are coming to give it as an offering in church. <laughs> it will be on social media, breaking news. Church member sells house to go and give to pastor to become rich. But that's not what happened though. For the work of ministry to continue, there were people who had lands and houses and the Bible said they went and sold the lands and the houses and they came and gave the offering to the church. Next, uh-huh. Sold lands and brought them. Verse 35. And brought the prices of the things that were sold. Verse 35. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. What did they do? What did they do? So it is not wrong for us to come to church and I stand here and, and you come and drop a seed at my feet. Look at it there. Isn't your Bible or is it not your Bible? Are you seeing your Bible or not seeing it? And when you drop it, does everybody see it or everybody doesn't see it? They laid it at the apostles' feet and everybody said, Hey, that's the time I'm in city. Hey, sister, I'm in the city. I preaching the word of God, I'm not preaching the word. 
What did they do? They laid at the apostles' feet. Is it in your Bible? And what happened? And distribution was made to everyone. According to what? And when you now move to the chapter 5, you find out the story about a couple who went and sold and they gave half. And Peter did not agree. The Peter that walked with Jesus said, it is an error for you to tell us you are going to give a thousand cities and come and give us five hundred cities and hide the other one because you have to go and buy fuel for your car. It's in your Bible. Let's go to Acts chapter 5. It's in the Bible. Today if we teach this kind of thing, they'll be like, it's the pastors who want the money. But this, this is in your Bible. The same Bible that says fornication is a sin. It's the same Bible that is teaching this. Is fornication a sin? Is stealing a sin? Is adultery a sin? Is uh, uh, what else? All of them. Is it a sin? Are they in the Bible? Yes. Now the same Bible is teaching this. Acts chapter 5. And what happened? And there was what? A certain, a certain man named Ananias. Uh huh. And they saw they are, they are continuing the story in chapter 4. Then when they came, they are now coming to tell us a certain man and his wife. They are giving certain. His name is Ananas. His wife is called Sapphira. And they sold their possession. And what did they do? And kept back for Abba. God, is it your concern? It's a question. Is it your concern if I have my land? Which we know it is for you, but let's just assume it is my land. Every land is for God, but... Let's just assume it's my land. I have my land. I have gone to sell my land. Then I, I have 10,000 cities. I've divided it into two. I'm bringing 5,000 cities to check. Is it the same? Yet Peter still says, why didn't you bring everything? Hey. Now the reason was that actually Ananas and Sapphira made a pledge in church that we are going to sell the land and bring everything. That was the pledge. So you see that what God was telling Moses to tell them, that of everyone that has a free heart, let him come. So when you are coming to give the gold, don't come and give a certain stone that has been painted yellow. So in church, we say we are taking offering. Let hundred cities people come. Then before you realize, you have come to stand. But we know that it is two cities you are putting in the envelope. You are no different from Ananias and Sapphira. Because you feel like you are too important to give two CDs. If you give two CDs, people will feel like you are poor. So you pretend and come and stand and join people who are giving, maybe giving a thousand CDs or something. But in your heart, you are like a poor man. I hope I've told you that story before. <laughs> yeah, your fundraiser was sorry, them, sir. I'm a chairman. Pastor, I'm sorry, them. Then after everything, so for me and the after the year, the money. ground ground you like get money money So for me, money. So for Paja, I got that. Ground so the problem with Ananas and his wife was not because they were giving, but it was because God, the apostles told them what must be given, and they decided they would give it, they would give what they want. They'll give what? It's in your Bible. Anytime we are talking about money, people look at it, they pretend as if they're not Don't mind that people have to die about fundraising in church. <laughs> it's a serious thing, no? 
We did. Nobody will die here because of fundraising. I'm busy, man. I'm busy, man. I'm I'm so there is nothing wrong with it for you to take an offering and drop it on the altar. There is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it for your neighbor to see your offering. It's not a sin. Again, there is nothing wrong with it when we mention, oh, oh, come and give it to you, then you get up and come. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay? The only thing that is wrong with it is when you do it because you want to show people that if you have money. Are you with me? Why you do it? Because of what? You want people to know that <laughs> I have no field in life. <laughs> me to have, me to let the small boys know that hey, money is my, is my, is my destiny. Personally, I have my reservations, and in every church and every ministry, there are principles that they abide by. For instance, in this church, I don't allow business ministers to raise funds for me unless I've told them to. You understand? Especially if I'm doing a conference or something. Some pastors feel like as long as you have paid, I must raise funds. You understand? That's why we take our we take our first offering, the covenant offering of building, then we take our second offering like that. Is that not true? Then we take our five. Now, unless maybe we are doing let's say we are doing a project, we have to buy something, we are going to buy this thing. And this is for like the And the money we have in our pockets is hundreds. What do you have to do as a church? Let me ask you. What do we do have to do as a church? Do we have to go for a loan? What do we do? I need an answer. We raise what? Funds. We take offering. Is that not true? So that we set a target that we want to raise this amount of money so we can buy this particular offering bowl, which costs 50 Ghana cities. But if this is there, one person can do. So let's just assume this offering costs like 5,000. Okay? Then we will say that, oh, how much are you giving? Somebody says, I'll give 1,000. So how much is left? 4,000. Another person says, I'll give 500. How much is left? 3,500. Another person says, 500. How much is left? 3,000. So there is nothing wrong with it when we say we are, giving, we are doing offering like this. Do you understand? There is what? There's nothing wrong. That's actually what happened in Exodus chapter 25. Want to build a church? What are you going to give? I want this and this and that. Now those of you have a friend. Now those of you who have gold, bring gold in the liner. You need the gold to be able to prepare the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat and to do other things. I follow me or you are not here. Now somebody will ask a question, Prophet. Didn't the Bible say freely you receive, freely you give? Yes. It's freely you give. The Bible says that uh, everyone that is of a willing heart. Is that not true? Freely from their heart. Because God decides what must be given. And you now choose whether you will give or I will not give. Full stop. I will give. I will give. Full stop. You don't say I will give, but I will choose when I will, I will give it. Okay, we are going to buy the days. I will give it next two years. By the time you come next two years, haven't we? <laughs> we have bought it. So what am I trying to say? That when it comes to giving, it is like you have gone to a, a, a poor people, somebody is poor. Okay? Do you see how people give to poor people? They get up and go and give them food. Who said poor people want food? So when we are doing donations to poor people, every day it's food, 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 and food. food. Our poor people told you they want food? They want money to pay their students' school fees. They want to pay their rent. They will deceive ourselves. Oh, you know, we are feeding the poor. We are helping the poor. When it comes to food, the poor, they don't need food. It's rather those who are in very, very outskirts in very hungry places where there are no food. 
they eat like once every two days they need food but anyway everybody wants food that's why when we come to wedding <laughs> we are all spying around to see if there's food around for food everybody likes food but I'm saying that when it comes to helping the poor what they want is not food am I preaching the word of God now let me tell you something let's talk about kingdom giving again before I talk about all kinds of giving okay now I want you to understand that everything that is done in church is run by money so anytime we give offering we use that money to run everything that the church has to do with we buy power with the money and there are some people in the church that are also they need help we use that money to give to the poor so that one is called giving to the poor but we don't call those people poor we rather call it like aid we are helping people giving to people another thing we use church money for is to pay the pastor but in this church the church money is not used for paying it the money is not even enough to really pay the pastor so what will we do <laughs> but that's what the money is supposed to be used for it's used for honoring the man of god that's what when you were saying you should bring um something for he said for the breastplate a breastplate was meant to be worn by the pastor you understand so when people say hey, the pastors are chopping your money no 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 that's not what it is as a matter of fact the, the fundamental reason why god instructed israelites to give us to take care of the the, the, the levites and the priests that was the main reason why offerings were to be taken in church to be used for taking care of men of god that's the main reason are you here with me now but later on there were other duties and these are this is the part where they are building they have a lot of projects that they are doing so now we have to now decide that more offerings must be taken so that some of the offerings will be given to the building project that's why they were taking first fruit. what do you think first fruit were that's why they were taking tithe what do you think the tithe was for the tithe was meant to be used for taking care of the pastor the tithe was also meant to be used for taking care of the levites the tithe was meant to be used for taking care of the poor that's the main work of the tithe so it is okay for you to understand that when I'm giving my, I mean, if you give me money, what do you think I'm going to give the money for? If you, uh, you come to me as a prophet and give me this, what do you think I'm, I'm going to put it down and be worshiping it? Am I not going to chop it? Sir. So somebody said, oh, pastors are chopping your money. Wounded, but you brought the money to me. What do you expect me to use it for? The way I'm giving the offering, this church, no offering comes into my pocket. But it is you chopping anyway because the, the power is being chopped. And we are paying for our building as well. So at least it's been chopped. It's not true. There are some things that get poor. We have to buy them. This speaker like when we went to house for 15,000 Ghana cities. The money must be chopped. It must be chopped on buying the speakers. The TVs have been stolen. Two of them. The money must be chopped. So the church money is used for running the affairs of the church. And sometimes when we see that there is a student, maybe there's somebody in the church that the person is in school cannot afford, we use some of that offering to give to them to go to school. But we can't come and start in church and say, Yo, and you are no. Eradi Jesus Christ, I saw you in Kamuni. Na no Africa, I am my own sister, Juad Nukunu. Now say, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, you are the thousand cities, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, you know, all of us are human beings. Then you are going to ask you, that is why when the church uses church money to do good we don't come and announce it in the church we don't come and announce it in the church like, ah, you know oh no we don't do that I see sometimes people say all kinds of things but what I'm saying is that in kingdom giving, when we are giving in church, we are giving in church for the church to continue running. Do you understand? For instance, when we had to buy this place, eh? 100,000 CDs. If we have to buy the place for 100,000 CDs and we couldn't, do you know the man would have sold the place to another person and we have to move to the park? At the end of the day, you are not giving. Are you not losing? If we say we want to buy funds, if you are not lose, if you are not going to give fast, buy funds. I know the one who is going to be hot. 
Those days when we're using the plastic chair, sometimes you see that one plastic chair will break and somebody fall down. Is it not true? Is it not true? You'll be there, ah, why we are laughing in church before you have to No, be at your Now you're sorry, so you have to say, The Bible says, You shall command his angels in charge of you to keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But we are rather falling in the presence of God. And it's not under anointing, it's a chair that is sick. Sick chair is causing you to fall down and break your waist. The righteous force every time you are not fulfilling it in church. Are you with me? So if we don't understand kingdom giving, when we are giving, we will feel like we are being coerced. But nobody is being coerced. That's why I've never stood in this place and or in any place and look at somebody and say, hey, you are prophesied. You must give this amount of money. No. Do you know God asked Abraham for a son only when he had a son? God will never ask you for an offering you don't have. <laughs> you didn't understand me. You didn't hear me. I'm not preaching the word of God. God will never ask you. They're like, oh, you're in a prophetic meeting and the prophet is prophesying. I'm a prophet. Today I was in Bekum preaching and prophesying. Is it true or is it not true? And the prophesying, then you look at you. Hey, you, you must give 1,000 cities. And you, Charlie, we can get 20 cities. That's not the word of God. God will never ask you for something you don't have. Then you are, you, are, you are pressured because a prophet has told you that you must give a certain amount of money so that your destiny will change. But you to that money you don't have. That prophecy is not from coming from God. God waited for Abraham to have Isaac before he told him, give me your son, your only son. Is that not true? Did you see God say, Abraham, your son that you are yet to give birth to, give him to me as a sacrifice in your womb. <laughs> or, or, no, in your wife's womb. When it comes to kingdom giving, there is no coercion. It's not like you are being forced. That's why I say, of every man that gives it freely. It's not like you are being forced. You are not being forced. It is something you decide to do. And you do it out of your own will. And your own heart. From a good heart. Because you understand that. You see, when you give to support the work of God, you are not helping God. You are helping yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's not God who is going to sit under an AC. Is that not true? Those days I would never call sorry to nap a patas and easy way, but not fun way. And yeah, young woman from an anna neighbor. And I'm a boy. I'm going to be born up, born at every any. It was still net to hold. So all of God and your home homework as you know. And I'm a boy. So if you are, I say, oh, we are buying drums at the end of the day, we are buying keyboard, we are buying this. At the end of the day, it's not God who's going to use the keyboard. We are building a church building. It's not God who's coming to live in the church. You are the one who's going to point this my church. Is my church not nice? So at the end of the day, when you give to support the work of ministry, it is you to your benefit. Do you understand? Now, when it comes to kingdom giving again, the Bible says in Galatians 6 6 that let him that is taught in the word share every good thing with his teacher. What does it mean? That the person who is helping you to serve God, the Bible says every good thing you have, make sure you share it with him. Wow. Apart from your husband, your wife. Hey. That's not your wife. It's the only thing you cannot share with your pastor. <laughs> and I say, Pastor, I'm bringing my wife to you. I know that you are not married. <laughs> you just have my wife for like one month. I'll come back for my wife because the Bible says, let's share every good thing. No. No, that one there doesn't work there. Hallelujah to it. It doesn't work there. But the Bible says, when God gives you a house, the pastor must have a place in the house. God gives you a car. The one who is teaching you the word of God must have a place in the car. God gives you money. You are paid at the end of the month. He said, let him share every good thing. Money is good. Is that not true? So what's, what, what stops you from saying that I'm sharing this amount of money with a man who has been a blessing to my life? What stops you? When the Bible says, let him that is taught in the word, share every good thing. How many things? Every. With his teaching. That is the way of God. That is the way of love. Is that not true? That when you are going through very difficult seasons, I'm there for you. And when I am in a difficult season, you are like, ah, 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 let God help the pastor. God save the king. <laughs> and when we begin to give to support the work of me, we're actually demonstrating our love to God because Jesus said, where your heart is, 
where your treasure is there your heart will be but if your treasure if your your you, you see let me show you something the reason why jesus said you can't serve two masters and he was talking about money and god do you know why everywhere you go people are complaining about money because 90% of i can say almost everybody is serving money and not god almost not everybody almost everybody people are always complaining about money and serving money because if you love god then eh, giving god your money is not a it's not a problem for you because at the end of the day you understand that it is god who gave and it is god who will give again is that not true it is god who gave me it is god who will give again is that not true but why do we have people complain about giving five cities in church when at the end of every service we count the money and sometimes the money is like hundred Ghana what will you use hundred Ghana cities for? And somebody said, ah, let's count the people. All the people. If everybody we gave hundred cities, how much do you think the pastor has got at the end of the day? But the money is not for the pastor, it's for the church. Am I talking to the church? It's for the church. So, when your money doesn't go to God, it means you are serving it. If you can't give God your money, you are worshiping it. Do you know why? Should I explain why? One who said, Mami, can you cheat? One who said, Nina, yeah, bless it, bless it. Is that not why tomorrow you are going to work? You stay at a work you don't even like simply because you want to get money to pay some school fees, to pay your rent, and to buy some food and all of that. Now, at the end of the day, when you are able to get that money and you are still able to let it go, I'm not just talking about church, giving to church, but you are still able to let it go. It's a sign that money is not a God in your heart. Because at the end of the day, you end up working for it and still it is not a God in your heart. That is why it has become a serious thing in our generation today. That everybody has become greedy when it comes to money. Because money has become a God in our heart. When was the last time you heard somebody sold their land and came and gave So just for you to understand that. <laughs> and this is the reason that like, why you don't have a TV system. And I think that there's nobody here who can say Who can say that I'm bringing my TV to the church because the church doesn't have a TV system. We've stored this thing in January. How many months? Is it not? Are we not in the fourth month? We are entering the fourth month. And we are the same people say, hey, I'm saying, I'm here, I'm in Somalia. The original, I'm that we are talking about. People went and sold their houses. Obia Bresifi, Atom Fieri, say, Yemfanye, missionary work. So that pastors don't have to, they can focus and do the work of ministry so that they don't have to get too busy with other things. In the book of Ezra. The Bible says that I will not go there, but I don't even remember the exact thing, but you can go look for it. The Bible says that and when Ezra was restoring Israel, when Omotias, when Israel, Ezra was restoring them back to who they were, the Bible says that the Levites, because it was ordained that the offering should be given, but they didn't stop giving offering. So do you know what the, the Levites also did? They stopped the work of ministry and some of them went and were doing their own businesses. What do you think these days all of us are doing businesses? Eh? Pastors, we are doing businesses and we are lawyers and doctors. Do you think that's what we want to become? It's because the people are unwilling to take care of us. So if school fees must be paid, rent must be paid, who else must be bought? And the people feel like they are making us rich. So we too must go and look for something to do. And that is not the system of God. So when you look at the book of Ezra, the whole book, you see that he gets to a point, he said, the Levites that left. Ezra said, it is time for us to restore back. Ezra is the one who wrote the book of Malachi. And the book of Malachi was written the same time that 
the book of Ezra was being written. And that's the time asking that will a man uh, rob God? He said, how have you said you have robbed me your tithes and your offerings? He said, bring it for your tithe into, into my storehouse that there may be meat in my house. What is he talking about? There will be more than enough so that we can have more than enough to take off all the levers. In the book of Ezra, Ezra reinstituted it back. He said, we must take offerings in church. We must come back to free will offering, first fruit and all kinds of signs so that we will have enough. We must pay the levers in the priest so that we have enough in the church. So that those who have gone to become nurses will come back and pay attention to the work of ministry. Do you know why a lot of pastors are not in anointed these days because we don't have time to pray? We are busy doing business and making money. <laughs> so we are unable, you can, I, were we not, who went with me to break home? And a pastor was sharing with me that a pastor said that on the last time of time by the prayer, one year back. Hey, so fool. <laughs> <laughs> the last time he read the Bible is like a, a, and this guy is into serious business and he's always preaching old. what can I to what can Bible not to Let him that rule it well. Let him that that's what. Rule it well among you, be counted of double honor. The Bible says, Honor your father and your mother. It doesn't say give double honor to your father and your mother. But it says that when there is an elder in the church, there is a leader who is teaching well, doing the work of ministry well. So the Bible says, Give him double honor. What does it mean, double honor? It means that if there is a man of God in my life who is helping me to serve God and become better. The Bible says, if I'm going to give my mother five sisters, you give that man of God to me. That's what I But if it is my mother also who is also playing that same role, then my mother be, hey, I have to give that person triple honor. The honor for a mother and a father, and the honor for a man of God. Are you here with me? So we are not saying don't honor your mother and father. What we are saying is that the Bible says those, the elders, the leaders, the pastors, give them double honor. That rule way. And as the church begins to grow, they will put pastors under payroll and pay them. And pay them well and pay their snake as well. Only if they want snake. Only if it gets there and has no collapse. Now it is even collapsing. The government wants to steal the money and go and use it to steal his own things. So that they pay it in 20 years' time. Didn't you hear about the bond exchange and those things? That's what they were talking about. Your snake that is lying down, which will be taking it in, in uh, 20 years when you go on retirement. That money is going to take it. So that when it's 20 years' time, he'll pay you back. By that time, will he still be in, in power? Uh huh. The next, the next leadership will come and say, we are not the ones who, who took your money. So we will not pay. But the future, that's what we are going to be doing. We have to make sure that our leaders and, our, and everybody who decides to do ministry do the work of ministry. Is it a good thing? I sure it's a good thing. And already there are quite a lot of people that they are helping people in school, and this and that, and this and that, get that, so, like, underground something, but in the future, we will have, I mean, we are going to build hospitals and orphanages and, and schools and other things. 
I have a plan the vision of building a school that is going to be free. Yeah, a school that. But I'll build a school that will take money, but I'll build another school. <laughs> the judge doesn't like me. The judge doesn't like me. <laughs> no, we will build a school because whether I like it or not, most, most people, poor people have very intelligent children, but it's the school that they attend that prevents them from becoming a proper school, like a private school, like something with serious standard that is free. And we are going to, we are, but it's not going to be for everybody. Rich people's children are not welcome. No, no, they are not welcome. We want to have certain class of children. We will select them from, like, you know that this family, four people's children, bring them there, let them also touch compete. Some people, do you know, it was when I was in SHS that I had some maids, SHS, you know, awesome mouths, SHS. Because, yeah, because across the of free, no. Computer can move that this is a TV show and I use it. So, Bakukra, the lady Bakukra, the nose through, the throws over so. The mouse will bite her. So in the future we do all of that because that's church money. And since I'm the pastor, I decide what church money must be used for. Is that not true? So what must be used for? How did you decide it? Linda, do you think you should be the one to decide what church money is? By the way, are you the pastor? What of you, Ega? Do you think are you the one to decide? He pretend you made a statement, very interesting statement. He said, hey, the pastors are ready. The pastors are chopping the money. Hey, the pastors are using the money for whatever they want. He said, and he said, a church that I started. <laughs> you who doesn't, I don't know you exist. You want to tell me how I should use the church money for? If I decide that at the end of every month, every money we are going to get from the church, we are going to give it to one individual in the church, nobody can say anything. At the end of the day, you have been blessed for giving. We will decide what the money should be used for. That is the idea we must have. We ask, they ask you to give the money. Where is it going to? That is not your, 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 your problem. Are you a monetary spirit? Often, yeah, yeah, my, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm but at the end of the day, your duties you have given, whatever it is used for, it is not your duty, and God will bless you for it. But if we don't use the money well, God will ask us. But He will not ask you because you have done your due diligence. You have done your due diligence by being a giver. A giver. If we are blowing the money on meat and chicken. Blowing the money on meat and chicken, you come to, to pass them, pass them, bought a full pocket, and he's enjoying it with church money and all of that. At the end of the day, God will say, I gave you plenty of money to build churches and do the work of ministry and succeed, or use all the money to feed your stomach. The judgment of God has come upon you, my son. <laughs> God Himself is the one who's going to be talking about. <laughs> my judgment has come upon you, my son. <laughs> you know, I can't do anything about it. He said, God, but. Uh, but uh, Oh, consider my age. He said, no, I won't consider your age. So please, you have to understand that when we give church money, we are giving it to God, but it is not going to, it is going to the man of God, it is going to the church, it is going to the church purpose. And we decide what we want to use it. Since I'm the pastor, I will decide what the money is. You know This person can marry and say, take 200 cities and give to This person can marry and say, take 500 cities. I am deciding. Yes. It's not like, oh, but, ah, but this person, we gave this person 200 cities. The reason was that the time this person was married, Charlie, me a secret in higher than Asa. Scan Asa, they never had a 200 cities. They never had a 200 cities. But the time I weigh in, they never had 10,000. They never had a 1,000 cities. But where they say, ah, I want someone to see me. Maybe they don't have 200. Where they have a 1,000 cities. Yeah, you may go, ah. The reason is that sometimes the reason is that the church doesn't have money. 
The whole church money. <laughs> What's it? President Egypt's day. Oh, what is this? Yeah, Davi. And yes, I'm over your 50 city. I mean, what is this here? Amen. Now I want to pray that the Lord will give us an understanding heart and a heart of humility when it comes to the area of giving. Because if your treasure is in this church, your heart will be in the church. And if your heart is there, God will keep blessing you to have more treasures in God's work. Begin to pray for a heart.